Luke Easley, Starling? Not yet, sir. He's past the others. The last cell. I'll be watching. You'll do fine. A killer is on the loose. Keeps them alive for three days. Then he shoots them, skins them, and dumps them. A rookie FBI agent is on his trail. He's got real physical strength, cautious, precise, and he's never impulsive. He'll never stop. But in order to track him down, she'll have to match wits. I'll help you catch him, Clary. Believe me, you don't want Hannibal Lecter inside your head. With the darkest of all minds. Just do your job, but never forget what he is. Oh, he's a monster. Pure psychopath. So rare to capture one alive. So close to the way you're gonna catch him, do you realize that? Oh, Clarice, your problem is you need to get more fun out of life. You told me you don't spook easily. You call this easy, sir? Lester's missing hand arms. Man's a raving maniac. Who knows what he'll do? Welcome to the Motion Picture Podcast. Um, today, me and Audrey are joined by a returning co-host. Um, the first time she has ever done a live-action film, uh, because last time we have done Polar Express and Elemental, but uh, today we are covering the Silence of the Lambs with Ellie. Welcome back. Hello. Um, Welcome, Ellie. Very, Hi. very excited that I got the chance with this to um, rewatch this film. It's been a almost a full year since I had last seen it. Um, so and, and it's it's what's nice with this podcast is sometimes it it's hard for me to get the energy to like watch movies if I'm not like doing it for a specific reason. So sometimes I will use this as a way of choosing movies that I want to, I like, want to rewatch and I need the, um, push to or something that I've been meaning to watch, um, but I gave you a list of a bunch of different movies, I gave you, like, I think, what, comedy, like, horror, um, and you chose Silence of the Lambs out of the entire good bit of films, um, and, and why was that? Um, it sounded really interesting, and when I watched it, I, I, I was so intrigued. I, I, I love the, like, I love crime stuff. Yeah. I, I love stuff like that. And it's so disturbing. Um, this is directed by Jonathan Demi, uh, Demi, um, who's also known for doing films like um, Philadelphia, Rachel Getting Married, The Manchurian Candidate. He did a um, concert film for the band The Talking Heads, which got a... Um, re-release last year, and I got to see it in IMAX, and it is wonderful. Um, this came out in 1991. It stars, uh, Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, Scott Glenn, and Ted Levine. And, um, it is in my top 15 films of all time. Um, I think, okay, I do want to ask this question now, because it's been a question very similar to, like, I guess the Die Hard question... Um, would you guys call this a horror movie? Yes. I, no. I would. I would. Um, there, there's a long, long-standing debate on whether this is a horror film or not. Um, I am in the camp of no. I don't, I think it's a thriller that just has, like, horror so. elements. Like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Never mind. Obviously, all the, the Buffalo Bill stuff is pretty disturbing and hard to watch. 
Um, and Dude, do you know how long it took me to realize that the hair was not his hair? So, for an overview of the plot, so the listeners have a good idea of what the movie's about, um, it's about Clarice, played by Jodie Foster, who, um, is an FBI agent, and she is, um, looking to, um, take down the serial killer Buffalo Bill, and she does this by receiving the help and assistance of, um, Hannibal Lecter, played by Anthony Hopkins, who is incarcerated because he is a serial killer cannibal. Um, this film is, um, one of the only films, um, only third to win the big five Oscars. Um, that being best, um, picture, best actor, best actress, best director, and best screenplay. Um, and so, obviously, I, I mean, you thought it at first, Ellie, and you might, and you might still do, that you know, this constitutes as a horror film, and I, I do, to some people it does. Like, to my mom, this movie is absolutely a horror film. It, it is, it is kind of scary at times, and um, I, I didn't, I thought that. I, I think I remember, like, trying to convince my mom to let me see it, like, during, like, my cousin's wedding, which was, like, fall of 2021, so it was like a long process to finally actually watch it. Um, and, and it's funny how, you know, my mom can be like a little strict about what movies I watch at a certain time. And it's kind of funny how some of those become some of my favorites. Like she, it took a while for for me to convince her to let me watch Knives Out. And that is obviously pretty high on my list of favorites. Um, really? But this is definitely... Um, up there is one of the best ones that took like two years to convince. Um, so as I just I was gonna bring up um, Oscar uh, horror films don't typically do well at the Oscars. They are very very left out, uh, very similar to, like comedies or animation. Um, like this year, no horror films were nominated. And last year, no horror films were nominated, which. For last year, kind of stinks with movies like The Menu and Barbarian and Nope. Like there are really good horror movies out last uh, last year or two years ago, I guess technically, because we're in twenty twenty four now. But like last year, there were some good horror movies. Um, I know, I think me and Audrey both like talked to me a lot. Um, yes, was that was very good. Um, Bo was oh, afraid. I watched that movie. I I watched Talk to Me with yeah. um one of my friends and. It was so disturbing. It's so good. Yes. It's so good. We saw it like ten o'clock at night, um, which was a choice. It's a very. And you may have also hit something. I may have hit something, but my car is fine, so we'll never know what it was. Um. It wasn't a kangaroo. It was not a kangaroo. Thank goodness. That would that makes no sense to the people who have not seen talk to me. (laughs) Um. But yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, so horror films don't typically do well at the Oscars. Can you do you guys have any guesses on what other horror films have been nominated for Best Picture? It's only five others besides Science of the Lambs. Scream. Only only five Scream. other films. No, Scream did not get nominated for Best Picture. Saw Definitely not. Um I don't think we have talked about any of these on the podcast yet, but I have talked about it one of them on my other podcast i haven't a clue you have not a clue all right um all right first um back in 1973 the exorcist oh um i'm a fan of the exorcist is one of it has amazing music that is my uh it's my review of that film um also got nominated for best screenplay and best sound um which it they both won um, Jaws in 1975. That's funny, actually. I'm, I'm a big fan of Jaws. It is a great movie. It's a, it's I don't a, think I've ever watched Jaws. It's good. Jaws, I highly recommend Jaws. And then Science of the Lambs, then The Sixth Sense in 1999. Um, Black Swan in 2010. And I've then, never seen that or heard of it. It's good. 
Um, it stars Natalie Portman, and it play. It's about a uh, ballerina who starts going crazy. It's pretty good. Um, and then recently in 2017, the movie Get Out was nominated. Um, still to this day, the only Jordan Peele film not covered on any podcast that I have done. We will cover it one day. Um, so yeah, I mean, so not only is this one of the first ever to get nominated for Best Picture, but it it walked away with a lot of awards. Um, and then kind of the big one that I really want to focus on is Best Actor. Because Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter, who, let me look this up because I think it's very interesting um, in terms of getting the award. Um, Can any of you guys guess how long um, Anthony Hopkins, who played Hannibal Lecter, was in Silence of the Lambs? How long he was in it? Yeah, how, how much screen time he was given. In that film. An hour. An hour. Yeah, I'd say around that. He had 16 minutes of screen time. Really? In the two-hour movie, he only had 16 minutes, and he got Best Actor. Ain't no way. What? Yeah. There's no way it was 16 minutes. 16 You're so minutes. Lying. 16 minutes. You're so lying. He had the first um, scene where he first met her, and then, like, the second, and then the scene in, like, the big cage... His escape, and then that part near the end, and it's like, he was barely in it. He was 16 minutes. It really didn't feel like that at all. Yeah. No. And he got best act, not best supporting actor. He got best lead. Dang. Yeah. Honestly, good because he was. So he good absolutely at it. deserves it. Um. I really enjoyed his character. Yeah. I think obviously, a lot of Oscars go to good actors, but I think the best test for an actor is a villain performance. Oh, yeah. Um, Because if they can act evil, and if they can get you to despise a decently likable actor, they're doing a pretty good job. I think this is one of the the key examples as one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best movie villains and best performances in any movie ever. Um... Which is, you know, very much hyperbole. Of like, oh, it's one of the... I do believe Anthony Hopkins in this film gives one of the best performances I've ever seen. Um, Because there's there's this road he could have gone down where he was just this crazy guy, you know? Right. Um, But he plays it very calm, and that's kind of the scary part about it. Is he's not in any way affected by what he's doing. Wait, can I bring up something? Of course. Okay, it has nothing to do with... Well, it does, but, like, <laughs> in the second movie, Hannibal... Which I have not seen. Um, It is so crazy, because he'll be, like, so precise, and he's yeah. so well-spoken, and mm-hmm. then he'll randomly just go, okie-dokie, and it's so funny! <laughs> it's so funny, because he's just like, yes, because all I know things... Yeah. Hey, Doki, let's go, and it's so funny. Um, I'm a big, big fan of Anthony Hopkins. He is a fantastic actor. Um, I also love him. There's a film, um, from 2020 called The Father, which, I mean, it's it's a very hard to watch drama about a man with um, what is it? I think it's either dementia or Alzheimer's. Um. Dementia or Alzheimer's? It's, it's dementia. It's about a father with a dementia. And it's a very, like, not fun watch. But it is fantastic. And I do recommend it. Um, but he is a really good performer in everything I've seen him in. And hope to see him in, in the future. Um, but I think what really, I guess, makes this film work. I mean, obviously, if he was still in it, it would obviously work. But um, is Jodie Foster's Clarice. Because a lot of this movie hinges on her, because yeah. she's almost always in it until it's following like Buffalo Bill. Like she's always in the film. Um, one thing I think is interesting with this, um, that I I paid attention to this time because I had like heard people talk about it. And I was like, ah, oh, I might I pay attention for that. Is that whatever guy characters are talking to her? Um, the shots are always made to look like they are staring directly at the audience. 
um, which is really cool decision. It kind of helps um, the the viewer kind of put your f- shoes in or feet into Clarice's shoes because she is a very you know capable protagonist, but she's still kind of new to all this. Like she's in training in the first like credits. Um, right. Which I think is very interesting because she's a very competent person, but also doesn't always have a good idea of what she's doing. Um, because she's still, like, learning the in and outs of being an FBI agent. Yeah. Um, what else? Can you um, give an example of when she didn't know what she was doing? Because I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I mean, the ending. Where she is, like, um, she goes, she, also, um, it's been done, uh, before I talk about it, because I do have an example, but I want to bring this up before I forget. Um, a lot of films have kind of copied what this film does with the ending, where, um, I mean, I was watching, um, The Dark Knight before we recorded this episode, and it literally did it too, where it'll make you think the characters are at one location, and then another group of characters at one location, and they're, but they're... Do you know what I'm trying to talk about? I, I'm doing a really bad job explaining it. Where it makes you think yeah. that they'll group up, but then, like, one person got it wrong, and they're at two completely different places. Yeah, yeah, um, I got it. I think one really good example is the Black Phone did this. Yes! And it always works. It's always such a good reveal. But, so she's, she's at Buffalo Bill's house, and she goes down to chase him, and it's pitch black, and he has night goggles, and you can still see that when she is, like, because you can see what he is seeing with the night goggles, that she's not, like, all, like, confident with, like, she is scared, she still is kind of, like, you know. Yeah, she's jittery and doesn't know where he's at. So she's not incompetent, but she's, like, still, she's a rookie to all this. It's, like, it's her first time getting this big case. Um, and you can kind of see that where, and I guess this was, I mean, what Hannibal does so well is Hannibal, during their scenes, kind of breaks her down. Um, right. especially when she's Wait talking. Wait till you read the books. I have not read the books. Yeah. I have not. Um, uh, can I spoil it? I, I, yeah, I, I, I am fine with, Ellie, so, you alright with spoilers? in the books, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Alright, cool. In the books. Yeah. She and Hannibal Lecter, Hannibal Lecter has a huge crush on her. Mom. Well, and then they run away together. No. Really? Yep. There's... He literally gets into her head. Oh, and, uh, man. They run away together. Oh, that's awful. I want to read that. That sounds really cool, actually. I like... There, you can watch... I only know that because I watched the Hannibal, uh, the second movie. Yeah. And there's a third movie called Red Dragon, but I never watched we'll it. But that. I was reading about it, and apparently they got the ending wrong. In the ending, she was supposed to run off with Hannibal Lecter. This is such a better ending. It's such a better ending. Yeah, no, film. I like the thing where she was just staring at an empty boat, drugged yeah. up. It's so no. If you thought if you thought <laughs> the first movie was crazy, the second movie goes so. I'm not. I don't on, think I'm gonna no. watch. I'm gonna watch that tonight. I'm gonna do that. You, I don't think. Okay. I'm gonna uh, content that. warning. Content warning. I don't think you'd want to watch it, Trey, because he makes the one of the people eat their own brain. I mean, I've seen Barbarian. Like, I don't think the I like mean, they cut open the stuff. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen a good bit of horror movies. Like, I've seen. It's not that. I mean, that sounds gross, but like, it's not like gonna. It is gross. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. Um, and the guy's just like. This good. I no. like I like what they do with his character being that like how confident that she's not going to be targeted by him because she he respects her which makes it even more terrifying of what he does because No, deep it's down, not that he respects her. He's interested. He's, he's interested. He's intrigued. Like he he like the line I th- I f- I can't um, if I butcher it, I butcher it, but I think I have this, um, where he says, the world's more interesting with you in it, um, to Clarice, um, again, I mean, Hannibal, 
Um, there is the TV show that I do want to see that they aired oh, a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. It used to be on Netflix, but it's not anymore. Um, it stars Mads Mikkelsen, um, who is an actor that a friend of the podcast, Case, who will be on next week, um, is a big fan of. Big fan of Mads Mikkelsen. Um... Is on that show. I, I I am getting back into this fun little habit of watching TV shows. So it is. It's been great binging some shows. Um, but I will one day see Hannibal. Um, because I've heard really good things. Um, three seasons from 2013 to 2015. So so one day I'll get to it. The only uh-huh. show I've been binging lately is SpongeBob. <laughs> I'm I'm binging I'm binging BoJack Horseman at the moment. So like, I'm binging Bob's Burgers. So all animated shows at the moment. I don't like watching real people. I, I actually did watch a real people show over the weekend. I saw um, they did a kind of reboot-ish. Like, it's not really the same plot, but I guess it shares the same name. They did a reboot on Prime of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which was amazing. I loved it a lot. Um, I highly recommend I highly recommend it to people who like anything revolving around spies. It's really good. Um, so yeah, well, I will get to the Hannibal series one day in the future. Yeah. Um, but the only other thing, so obviously, based off a book, it's based off an existing kind of thing. Um, this was not the first time Hannibal Lecter or anything like this has been adapted into movie form. Um, back in 1970, um, my phone's being real slow as I'm trying to look this up, uh, 1986, um, a movie called Manhunter was released, um, directed by Michael Mann, who is a director I like. We will also be talking about one of his movies in a few weeks. Um, Audrey's giving me a look. I will, I will let you know. I don't want to Oh, I'm just messing with my eyebrows. Sorry. But we will talk about one of his movies in the future. Um, but this does have Hannibal Lecter. It's not the same um, plot. It's about a different serial killer, but also... also um, actually, I think... Did you watch Red Dragon? Did you, did you watch... No. Mm-hmm. I think they share the same plot. Um... I could be wrong. I don't think I am. They yeah, they share the same plot. Um, How can they movies be made about it? Like I don't know. Well, I don't think so. There's there's Manhunter directed by Michael Mann. There's Science Lambs directed by Jonathan Demi or Demi. I keep messing up his name. There's Hannibal directed by Ridley Scott, and then there's Red Dragon directed by Brett Ratner. Um, the direct. Oh Lord, that guy cannot direct movies. Um, yeah, Red Dragon is the third in the yeah the trilogy. But I think I think Red Dragon's the a prequel. The trequel, the trequel. I, I th- know. I was like the trequel, the, the the, and then you went trilogy, and I was like, perfect. Now I don't have to sound dumb. I think. And I sound dumb. Anyway. There's also a movie called Hannibal Rising. Yeah, interesting. I guess like an early look into it, but it's not that well received at all. So I'm. I'm not, I'm not going to watch that. But, I, yeah, I like usually reading books that got turned into movies. Um, not the case with this one. Um, I have not read the book to this, so I don't know how it kind of compares. Um, in terms of, like, plot points. If it, like, does this, Audrey, because you've read it, does this follow, like, the same kind of plot so I've not read it. I've read um, people's like summary on it. So oh. <laughs> if I get things wrong, I don't mean to offend, but I've done a little bit of reading. So um, it does not follow the plot exactly, especially in the second movie. Like the ending's a little, eh. Yeah. But um, it has the same like everything's basically the same, but there's only like a few differences. It's like Harry Potter. Yeah. Where. Enough of it, or most of it is good, and they only leave out, like, a few things, so it's acceptable. And it's not, like, a huge disaster, like, the school for good and evil. Oh! 
what we are not going to talk about the school for good evil. Um, I'm sorry. We're not. It I, makes it's just not me worth, so it's mad, just not worth It's just Ellie, not worth it. I could it. go on a rant forever about, about it. It makes me so mad. I regret I ever watched it. Um, I regret they ever made it. Yeah. They ruined that book series yeah. for me. Um, so obviously Hannibal Lecter in, in the Hall of Fame of movie villains. Um, so obviously there are some movies that we can look back on and we can confidently say like, oh, that didn't age well, right? Yeah. How do you think Buffalo Bill has aged? Honestly, I think it aged well. All right. Because there is a there's a road um, that this film could have gone down to now, where it is not seen like it is. I I think it handles it well. The the subject matter, um, that being, uh, Buffalo Bill is, um, kidnapping these women, um, what fattening them up. And then skinning them to use Didn't he, um, as new skin for him. He made them fat? Yeah, because they would... Yeah. Like, that would be... Oh, he can just throw them together. Yeah. You know how you have to get, like... You know how you have to get clothes, like, and a bit bigger, and you have to cut them out a bit bigger so you can sew them? Yeah. That. That's what he did with skin. Yeah. I thought he just purposefully picked, like, bigger women... And then kept them no, and made them starve. No, women that was his size. Flabby. Yeah. He picked women that was his size and then made them fat and then killed them, cut their skin, and was like, it's sewing time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> uh. So, there, usually in movies, I can handle a good bit of stuff. Like, I'm not going to, like, Look away. I'm not going to. I'll cringe like a little bit, but it's not going to be that bad. What's your guys' opinions on the dance scene in this film? I quite literally screamed, and my dad was like, "Why, Audrey? I thought you were supportive." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't want to see it." So, um, <laughs> I I'm a big defender, big defender of dancing scenes in movies, like random, impromptu dancing. There's like Napoleon Dynamite. Or there's um, the Breakfast Club, you know. When if characters just start dancing out of nowhere, I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. I can't. I this is the most uncomfortable movie scene I've, no. I've maybe ever seen. <laughs> um, for one one singular shot, just makes my like skin, like, um, I I I want to try to sugarcoat it, but it is kind of impossible. So, Buffalo Bill's doing this dance in front of the mirror. It's like a big makeover dance. And on his person, he has a nipple ring. And there's just a shot of that as he, like, pulls the ring. And it, like, my, like... You know how they have, like, a thing where you kind of, like, with, like, your feet or your arms, you kind of, like, do one of those where you kind of, like, stretch it out because you're like, kind of uncomfortable? Yeah. That's yeah. what I do. That's what I'm doing. Like when I see that scene, like it's just, uh, it's just so, like that is the only. I I mean, there may be another one that I can't think of, but that is the time that my uh, impromptu dancing rule is not true because I I I it's a good scene because it I think it's supposed to make the audience uncomfortable, but it works just too well because I am always it's just so gross, and it's like and then the genitals. Uh, the lack of when it's tucked. Yeah, and, it's just a. I'm sorry, I didn't like the words he was saying. It's um. The words were not very yeah. nice. He's I a would, very troubled. <laughs> very I was troubled. In my bed, watching this, individual. wishing that I could reach my mouse to turn it down. Yeah, because it was so weird. Um. So. <laughs> on on a different but similar, I guess, topic. There's one thing, and I I don't know where I read this at or heard it, but it's kind of this interesting psychological, um, not test, but like researching thing. 
so obvious. So a lot of this is trying to reach Buffalo Bill before he kills the woman that he had just kidnapped, who was like I think like what a mayor's daughter, a governor's daughter. Yeah, yeah. It was a senator. Senator. Yeah, senator. It's a very high-ranking person's daughter. So they're trying to race the clock to get to it. So she is trapped in this hole. Um, for a lot of this movie. Um, but I can tell you, she is not the character that I worried the most about in this film. Because it's it's this very interesting thing with movies. Because of out of all the character out of all the things that I worried about most in this movie, it was this stinking dog. Oh my god. That yeah, was yeah. owned by um Buffalo Bill. That whenever he was the little dog was on screen, I was like, oh no, oh no. I felt more in danger of that dog than I did the human. It was either I, I thought that I would, he was either gonna end up killing it or the girl was gonna end I up I was so it. worried. Because she lures the dog to the hole as like a bit of like what, ransom, I guess. Yeah. But to the, get him to give it the, phone. The, the puppy breaks its little paw on the way down, and I like, oh, I was like, no. Wait, did it actually? Not actually, but like in the movie, it did. Like, no, I no, like, no, I mean, like, I didn't know if she just like made that up. Oh no, I mean, the dog like, was whining. Oh, it's bad, so sad. Poor, uh, but no, it's just kind of interesting in these kind of movies that I feel more in danger of the animals than I do a whole human person. You know. Yeah. Like, kill a bunch of... Kill, like, 20 people in a horror movie. I'm not gonna budge. You kill a dog in a horror movie, I'm gonna have a riot, you know? Yeah, it didn't do anything. I, like, it's a dog. It's a poor dog. What What is he doing? Yeah. He's not responsible for anything. It's it's so sad. Dogs are so pure. Um, so one thing that's interesting about this film... um. This, the book, The Science of the Lambs, the one it's based off of, is not the first book in the series. Um, it was, um, Red Dragon was the first film in the series of books, you know? Um. So, the book, there, there was a series? Yeah, it's a series. It's a book series. Yeah. Okay. But, so, when this movie came out, it came out, if I'm reading this right, before the book was released. I think. Oh, no, they began working on the film before the... It, well, it didn't come out before it. But they began working on the script in 1987, and the book was released in 1988. So, like, they had gotten the book early in time to, like, really jump on this opportunity. Um... To, to make this film. Um, I'm, I'm like currently uh, looking up um, fun facts. You know? Yeah, fun facts. Fun facts for this movie. Fun facts. Audrey fun liked facts. this movie. It's a good movie. Is has there been any movie we've done on the podcast that you haven't liked? John Wick. All right. Any like full episode that we've done? I don't. I don't think. I think we've been lucky. I think we've been lucky. I know yeah. it's kind of rare for me to not like a movie. It's it's always a little nerve wracking when we do one of these. I'm like, ah oh, man, I, I wonder if Audrey liked it. It's always just kind of like, I I wasn't worried with this one as much. Um, it was a good movie. Because it's, yeah, it's very, very well respected. Um, obviously, Oscar winner kind of tends to have that kind of uh, high regard. Um, I do believe, I do believe this is one of the best Oscar winners. Like, the Oscars have a tendency to get it wrong a lot. Um, where they choose films that aren't you really the uh, longest lasting movie um and said like Audrey um yeah have you seen the king's speech no Ellie have okay. you have you seen the king's speech no exactly um Audrey have you heard of the social network and inception 
before. I've heard of this social network. Yeah. Uh, the King's Speech beat the social network at the Oscars. Oh, wow. A film that no one cares about anymore to Dang. beating one of the most highly regarded films of the 21st century. So, these Oscars... They they don't always choose the right film like the one, but this year they did, you know, like this year they got it right, and were able to, you know, do something memorable. Yeah, choose the film that has lasted the longest, um, because there's people still seeing this movie. Um, I am looking up, um, the other films nominated for best picture and. No offense to you two, just kind of assuming that you haven't seen them or have heard of them. Okay, there actually is one. Um, The other nominees were Beauty and the Beast, the animated film, which is a very rare occurrence for that to happen. Um, Bugsy, which I have never heard of in my life. I don't... Bugsy? Bugsy. Oh, never mind. Oh, well, I, love Bugsy. Um, I know, I love Wawa Wubsy. I've never watched <laughs> Wawa Wubsy. My friend is just I, I used to it. watch it. Um, JFK, which I'm a big fan of. It is a great film. Um, it's long. Um, but if... I know Audrey wasn't a big fan of it, but if you, if you liked um, Oppenheimer, I think JFK is a really good movie to watch. Um, and The Prince of Tides, directed by Barbara Streisand, um, which I have not heard of or seen. Um, so this is easily the best and longest lasting. I mean, I think there's a case for Beauty and the Beast having a lot, like, lasting impact also. Beauty and the Beast is something that I've watched, like, almost every month. I've, I, I don't think I've seen it start to finish. What? I don't think. There's not a lot of Disney movies I have seen start to finish. Like I don't think I've seen you the original. Be one that you have. I haven't seen the original Little Mermaid start to finish. Um, I haven't seen like Cinderella or Snow White or Sleeping Beauty. I've never seen those. Why? Uh, I've seen Aladdin and Lion King. I've seen those. Um, as mentioned in I think the last episode or the episode before, haven't seen Chicken Little. You know, it's a big, big blind spot there. Haven't seen Chicken Little. You know. I know. Um, I'm not either. That's fair. It, everyone who's everyone who has seen it regrets seeing it. You know. I don't regret seeing it. You I regret just seeing. Don't think it. I watched it all the way through. You definitely <clears throat> regret seeing Pardon Chicken me. Little. Pardon me. Um. Yeah. Again. So, would you guys? Uh, and I know this is a shot in the dark question. Do you guys have a favorite movie villain? Like a, ah. a, a one that you, I don't know. Like a really good. Can you think of any good ones? Like it doesn't have to be a favorite, but like some really good movie villains. In um, that aren't Hannibal Lecter, because I I want to talk about Hannibal Lecter. Outside of this, but I don't some, really watch anything that has like villains that I actually find memorable. Oh. Uh, um. I don't know. It's hard to, like, think of it on the spot. Yeah. I, I yeah. could have warned you guys, but I did not, because I didn't know I was asking this question. Favorite movie villain. Oh. Yeah. It's got to be, like, one that's actually scary, but I can't think of one that's actually scary right now. But there's obviously some of the classic examples. There's uh, Darth Vader from the Star Wars franchise. No. I mean, it is it is one of the classics, you know. It's a classic, but I was never scared of him. I feel like if I just... I mean, I don't think it's... him with a shower, he would go insane. I mean, I don't think it... I don't think a good movie villain automatically means you have to be scared by him. I just looked up some villains. Yes, but this is my opinion. Oh. Um, I looked up some villains, and I... Loki... Loki is a really good villain. Loki's a very great villain. Yes. Um, what else? What's a good... Um, Voldemort, probably a good example... Voldemort um, kind of looked like a frog. Huh? I've always thought that. I've always thought he looked like a frog. A frog? Yes. Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> it had that. to be said. I get it. Um, what else? Uh, Michael Myers? Pretty good villain. 
I've yeah. never seen that movie, you so can, I wouldn't know. Halloween's all right. I'm not a, the biggest, but then you got like the horror oh, royalty. You got uh, Jason in Friday the Thirteenth. You have Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't um, watch any of those either. I love mm, same. Actually, I don't love any of them. Um, the Xenomorph from <laughs> Alien. I love none. Uh, oh, I like that movie. The titular like Predator and Predator, which I'm a, I like Predator a lot. Um, I'm also like looking this up on a website of some of the the shark in Jaws. I don't I don't think I would trust a person whose favorite movie villain is the shark from Jaws. <laughs> like that's is just that, such a the, weird is choice. Is the shark even a villain? No, he's the victim. They're swimming in his turf. Yeah. You know, if like if I was just like in the water. relaxing and a bunch of people were just making all this noise, I'd eat them too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Get out of my home. What else? What are, what are some? Uh, recently, I think Thanos from Avengers: Infinity War. Pretty good villain. I don't like him. Um. Locked raisin. Yeah. Evil raisin. What else? Uh. One villain previously covered on the podcast, Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Amazing villain. Big fan. Audrey, did you like Hans Gruber in Die Hard? Check the villain. He was good. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I'm hard, it's hard to think yeah. of a favorite. Um, I don't watch that. Well, I mean, obviously, my favorite's Joker from the uh, Dark Knight. He is one of the best... Maybe my favorite performance in any movie ever. Um, but I'm looking up at, at Collider.com, and they have Hannibal Lecter at number three. So, like, he is pretty iconic of a villain. You have that um, one shot where he is um, wheeled in on a stretcher with that kind of mask. Yeah. That's pretty iconic. Um... Like, there's the whole, like, uh, Good Evening Clarice, which is pretty popular. Um, the line, I ate his liver with, uh, some fava, fava beans? Can't, I think fava beans. Yeah. And a nice canty. Um, one of the best lines in any movie ever, um, near the end, he says, I'm having an old friend for dinner, is just one <laughs> of the greatest lines ever. Um, oh, yeah. and again, 16 minutes? Got the Oscar. Like, and it's also so rare for a movie villain to be nominated. Because, like, the, like the, I guess the mindset is like, oh, we didn't like this character, therefore, not a good performance. You know? Yeah! Um, I liked them. That character was really cool. Oh, yeah. So it makes it, like, all, like, this interesting thing where movie villains, when they get, like, when, like, Heath Ledger won for Dark Knight, playing the Joker. Obviously a character we don't like. I don't think anyone mentally stable roots for Hannibal Lecter in this film. You know? But you can't deny. Ellie, no! No, no, you did not. No, absolutely not. Ellie. <laughs> um, so, obviously this was not my first time watching this for the podcast. It was actually my second time. Audrey, was this your first time watching this film? No. Oh, okay. Look, I mean, I don't think either of us would have been surprised if you said yes. I don't think me or Ellie would have been surprised. Oh, this was my first time, too. Yeah, I well, I, I did well, make that... Well, who was the first time? It's not mine. It's not a bold assumption. <laughs> it's not. But, so I was watching this, and I was, I was... I still, like, held a, a pretty, like, nice grasp on the plot... Like, I remembered most of the events, but obviously, I, I think I watched this for the first time back last March. Obviously, I've seen a lot of movies since last March. Um, so not every single plot point, like, I didn't remember all of it. Um, and that specifically came in to actually help me um, for, um, during Hannibal's escape. Um... Because it was very interesting, because I knew I that there's a twist in that scene during the escape that caught me off guard the second time, because I didn't remember it. Um, so basically, um, 
before Hannibal Lecter is transferred from what his first prison cell to a second one, um, he is, um, he, like, steals, like, a pin or something, I think. I don't get how that worked, because, like, wasn't the pen on his bed while he was, like, strapped up and stuff with the doctor guy? He got lucky, I guess. That's before, that was during interrogation. Yeah. That wasn't whenever he was being transferred. He was able to pick it up. Um, so then some guys came in his cell to, um, give him some food. They put him in handcuffs, but then using that little pin, he unlocks it, kills both of the guys, and gets out. Um, everyone in the building is kind of alerted. Um, they're all trying to find him. One cop is injured, and he is taken, um, to a, to an ambulance, so everyone's around this building trying to find him, and as they're standing in an elevator, they notice a trickle of blood from the top, kind of pointing them that, oh, Hannibal's on top of the elevator. So they kind of get to the top, like, floor, and they're looking down, and they kind of see a man on top of the elevator, and they start shooting at it. And they're all prepared to to get Hannibal on top of this, um, what's it called? Uh, top of the elevator. and But it is revealed... That the cop, the injured cop in the ambulance, was um, Hannibal, wearing the like the uniform and the dude's face. Yeah, I did not expect that. I, I, I had again seen this film before. I was still caught off guard. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I like <laughs> it was so interesting. I was like, I've seen this before, but how am I still surprised? It is done so well. Um. You know, yeah. Um, so, obviously it's kind of, it's it's hard for any person to kind of lock down what their taste in movies is. Like, like you can't, like, how, like, I'm trying to think of a, like, you may prefer a certain genre, but not every movie in that genre is going to work. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I love horror films as much as the next person. Like, I, I'm not going to say as much as the next person. There's a lot of people who really hate horror films. But there are a good bit of horror movies I do not like. Um, Like, I don't like The Boogeyman that came out uh, last year. That's a horror movie. And I, I, I like that. I, I feel bad that I was dissing that movie. Uh, I, I like horror movies, I didn't like Halloween Ends. Like, that wasn't a good movie. So, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to lock down what, like, a certain taste is. But I think one thing I've always been able to rely on, I like movies with really good conversations. Like, if it has really good dialogue between people, I think that's why I like um, The Social Network a lot, is because it's a lot of conversations. Um, that's why I like Knives Out, is it's a lot of really good conversations. That's why I like Oppenheimer, because it is a lot of conversations. And I think that's where Science of Lambs really works. Because I, I, you may disagree. I'm not sure. But the best scenes in this movie were 100% between Clarice and uh, Hannibal. Yes. It, they were oh, the yeah. best scenes. 100%. Because it is Clarice trying to get information out of Hannibal. As Hannibal is kind of toying around with her. And getting her to reveal these like very emotional childhood trauma stories. Um, there's obviously the story that kind of gave us the name Science of the Lambs, um, because there are no lambs in this movie. You do not see a lamb. Okay. I gotta say. Yes. Um, I, I get, I don't think I have a thing for dialogue, because when I watched Willy's Wonderland. Oh my gosh. It, <laughs> oh no. Nick Cage's grunts. Oh were, were, man. It was all I needed. It was all I needed for dialogue. I, I mean, I, silent films can work. Like, Stop! Really, Wonderland, Wonderland was so good, though. I'm not, I love it. I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna watch Willy's Wonderland. It, it was like he was powered what? off of grape soda. I'm not watching Willy's Wonderland. I watched. You need to watch it. It's I'm, so good, no, though. You're watching. No. It's such a loser, Trey. No. <laughs> um. Gosh, you guys got me off topic. Um. <laughs> Again, quieter movies gosh, can gosh, work where it's not as talky. I, I can I can enjoy some 
choir movies, but I, I love just fast-talking dialogue movies. Um, I will prefer a good script over anything else any day of the week, and that is what these scenes give us. They are so perfectly, like, performed between the two actors. Um, you kind of can't ever... I mean, it's usually Hannibal, but can't tell who's, like... Uh, not beating, but like who's kind of on top. I can't, yeah. I can't think of the right terminology. Who's um, in whose grasp? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And there's not a lot of these scenes. I think there's what like three between these two, and there's like a phone call near the end. Um. Where. Um. There, it's just these two characters, and it's so, so perfect. Now, Audrey, as as someone who is yeah. kind of familiar with the sequels to a bit, did a sequel need to happen? Like, like was it so entirely necessary to continue the story? It wasn't necessary, but I think it showed how crazy Hannibal Lecter is. And how much of an influence he has. Yeah. But it also shows the growth of Clarice. Who was played so by a different actress. I think it's a really actress. good story. It's not like... She does it better. Not gonna oh, lie. Oh, wow. I do prefer Julianne Moore Clarice... to... Um, Jodie Foster. So that's not like a big... <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Um, but like... I really like the ending of this. It's, not... it's really good. It's it's not often we get a technically bad ending. You know, it's always kind of fun. Where obviously, Buffalo Bill is stopped, the day is saved, but Hannibal's still on the run. Yeah. So it's not really a fully happy ending. And you don't get a lot of those, because audiences kind of like having big happy endings, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so, so interesting to get these kind of just, you know... Life isn't that good, and uh, the movies don't have to, you know. Honestly, yeah. I don't know why, but like sometimes I would forget that he was a whole cannibal, and I'd be <laughs> like, "Oh, that's just a nice guy, I'm just helping him out." And then and he in eats the a end, person, person's like, face. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, wait, he kills people. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's why people find this movie so scary. Because besides yeah. of the cannibal, besides eating people's faces, he's just a normal guy. Yeah. You know? And it, and I, I think my mom has brought up this thing before. Like, you really don't know who you can trust. You really don't know who mm-hmm. could be a secret cannibal or a secret skin uh, peeler cutter thing guy. Yeah. I could be so into eating your face off right now and you would never know. Yeah. We we couldn't tell. I do. You talked about it, Ellie. Oh. Hey. Hey, no. <laughs> Whoa, that's crossing a line. Whoa there, buddy. Um, don't don't go outing me about things. <laughs> um. And it and even you though, know what you say behind closed doors. Hey, man. And they will not be said on the podcast. Uh. But it's usually only in these horror movies. I don't think there's a, like, maybe Avengers Infinity War, I guess, where there's not really a lot of non-horror movies that get bad endings. You know? Like, where evil wins and uh, the heroes... I I mean, I guess she wins a little bit in the end, but still, there's a loose cannibal running amok. I'm gonna kill a guy. Um, You know... It calls her up. Hey, hey, shoddy. Better go eat someone. Bye. That that's the that's the whole phone call. <laughs> yeah. Those words were said exactly. <laughs> uh, Hannibal Lecter does. Quoted by Ellie. Yeah, does call Clarice shoddy in this film. <laughs> that is said. Um. Yo, shoddy. <laughs> Do you guys think this film would be as good as? Would be as good today if it came out, and not nineteen eighty one. 
how do you think how do you think this film would change with social media and with technology? How how do you think this would be much different? I feel like I'd have more hype. I I meant I one I don't maybe I don't think as much because I mean even though it's based off a book it's still like kind of an original thing. I don't know if it would have like hype. I think that I think people would see it. It'd be like, oh yeah, this movie's really good, but I don't think like pre. Um, because I don't like, I don't think neither Jodie Foster or Anthony Hopkins in this film were like big actors. I feel like the quality of the film is like I feel like it would change. Yeah. Because it is a very high quality. Um, film, you know. Yeah. But I meant like, how do you think social media like in this universe, like in the Science of the Lambs universe, how do you think it would change the story? Um, you think it would? They could catch Buffalo Bill or or Hannibal quicker, or probably quicker since you know we have a lot more stuff nowadays that they'd probably put like a tracker on him or something. Yeah. Oh! Oh my gosh! Wow! A tracker on him! Oh my we gosh! Technology. Holy cow! Wow! Well, so as about? as I'm looking up this film. I found there's a 2005 musical comedy called Silence the Musical based a parody of this film. They made a musical? That's kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. Wow, it actually exists. Um will That's not will not hilarious. be listening. Um I'm trying to see if there's like a, I guess it's just the plot of the movie but it's a comedy. Interesting. A comedy? Yeah. Well, that's possible, but you yeah. Know, silence the music. Silence the musical. Um, Interesting. That. There's always these kind of weird movies or things turned into musicals, and it always makes no sense. You know it. Uh, who? Who's like? Yeah, my favorite musical is Silence the Musical, based off Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I love a musical based off of cannibals and, and oh, yeah. people that That's make skin my dresses. Skin suit? Yeah. Slay. Um, it's, I, I had no idea that existed. I'm seeing... I'm, I gotta see if there's any more. <laughs> I mean, there's like... There's an Evil Dead music? I mean, obviously, like, Beetlejuice has done pretty well. There's a Back to the Future musical, which I... Pro- was pro- it's probably awful. Um, I I do I really don't know why they turned Back to the Future into a. Um, the Shining. No, they didn't make. They didn't make it to a. There's no way. An opera, interesting. Okay, An I went. Opera? I went on like a whole a whole like rabbit hole. Um, Audrey, are you going to now, when this is done, go on, like, Spotify or something and listen to the Silence the Musical, um, album? Is that, is that what you're gonna do No, now? I'm going to lay in my bed. Oh, and I found it. That dinner's ready. Look at that. I found it. Look at that. Silence the Musical. Scary. Crazy. Honestly, whenever you said opera, it reminded me of Phantom of the Opera, and now I kind of want to listen to that and watch it. This. I kind of want to We did that it. for our speak show last year. Without talking, without bringing up the names, uh, I do want you guys to go and look up the musical numbers for the Silence of the Lambs musical. Just the names of them. That is all, that is all I ask. Um, I can't repeat a lot of them to the you guys, but they are very interesting names for songs, um, to say the least. And I am... Very concerned for the well-being of the writers of those songs and how they turned parts like this into songs. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wait, where do I look for these? I don't know. You go like on Spotify. Just or go on YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. Okay. Very I interesting. Very interesting. The uh, first two were. We'll not be checking out. We'll not be uh. Not be w- oh. listening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I feel like Ellie's gonna listen to it. To Ellie's definitely song. going to be listening oh, yeah. to this. Um, 
Gosh. Ellie, stop! Any, so, any closing thoughts about this movie? Um, any, any um, final little... I like it a lot. It withstands the test of time. It is on, it's not on Max anymore. It was on Max, I think, when we planned to do this episode, but I think it was taken off at the beginning of February, which was really bad timing. Yeah. But you can always rent it, um... I mean, I have a I have a nice little Blu-ray at my house of this film. It's really nice, and a nice version of it. I have not used it, but you know, it's there for one day. One day I will use the actual Blu-ray. Um. Yeah. Um. So yeah, any any thoughts, Audrey Ellie, about the movie besides yeah. the fact that it was a, it's a very good movie. I don't know. I just I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was cool. Good movie. Yeah. If you enjoy the movie, read the books. No, I'm yeah. not doing that. Not happening. Or I don't read, read the books and then watch the movie and see how it compares. That, that's always nice. I did that for Dune. I did it that works. with Narnia. It's very nice to do that. Um, well, thank you, Ellie, for being here. Um, thank you. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Go watch Silence of the Lambs or, or read Silence of the Lambs. That's go out and read. Go to your local libraries. Um libraries yeah go everyone's favorite places the libraries get a yeah um and thank you all for listening